Good morning and welcome to Jew in the City Speaks with your host, Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the City. Um, the pandemic just sort of seems to continue. Um, there's obviously great news with uh, the vaccines not only being developed, but also being distributed around the world. Um, if you've checked the news, you've seen that Israel is leading the way in terms of vaccines being distributed. That's amazing. Um, you know, the thing about um, a worldwide pandemic is that it is um, obviously lots of awful updates in terms of uh, deaths and sickness and lockdowns and economic, uh, you know, disruption. Um, on the other side, um, when there are problems, it allows um, good people to come through and shine through. And so sort of um, alongside all the challenges, there's also all of the people working extra hard to make things better. And that's uh, sort of a segue into today's uh, segment. Um, today's guest is someone that we had the pleasure of uh, not only interviewing before in the show, but also highlighting uh, several people associated with his organization. Uh, the organization is called Comatech, um, and Moshe Friedman is the founder of it. Um, he is uh, from a family of um, how many generations of rabbis, Moshe? What's the number? 42 generations of rabbis. 42 generations of rabbis, and Moshe came around and said, I think uh, I won't necessarily be 43. Um, he's uh, born and raised in Israel in the Haredi community, and he had this entrepreneurial spirit in him, which I very much uh, understand and feel that um, sort of bug as well. Um, and he wanted to do something to give the Haredi community in Israel an opportunity to have entrepreneurship as a possibility. Um, he saw that there is a lot of bias and a lot of um, Haredi hate that exists in Israel. Um, and with some uh, secular Israeli chilonim, he um, you know, created Kamatech, which is offering um, education and maybe like grants as well. Is it grants as well that you offer to the entrepreneurs, Moshe? Or? Yes. We have um, two arms. One arm, we're working with entrepreneurs from the Haredi community that wants to start uh, high-tech businesses, to start startups. We help them with uh, investment and with uh, guidance, mentorship, connections, help them build their serious uh, businesses. This is one side. And the other side, we are uh, giving education, training, and placement for Haredi that wants to, to become uh, programmers, engineers, and wants to work in the big IT companies like Google, Microsoft, Cisco, etc. Beautiful. And just a little bit more of a recap on the history. Um, when was Comatech founded and how many um, entrepreneurs have come through your program to date? So I founded Comatech uh, about five years ago. And uh, mm -hmm. since then, uh, I, I met with almost 1,500 Haredi entrepreneurs that wants to build uh, startups. Uh, obviously, uh, we cannot help all of them, but uh, we, are, we are choosing every year only 10 companies that we believe have the most uh, chances to become successful, exactly. And, okay. and um, we give them uh, investment and guidance and connections. And Baruch Hashem, those 50 companies so far um, managed to raise the over $150 million and they're employing almost 1,000 employees wow. up to date. So it's really a beginning of, um, like they say, Silicon Valley, we call it the Silicon Shtetl, here in uh, Bnei Brak, uh, Haredi companies, mm -hmm. startups, 
I think we, we got um, a record uh, last week that one of our companies uh, nominated to be the second most promising company in Israel. So there, there is a newspaper in Israel called Globes, which is the most important um, business news, newspaper in Israel. It's like, uh, let's say, Wall Street Journal or something like this. And they chose um, company that started in Kamatech uh, to be number two most uh, promising startup in Israel in general. So I think to imagine five years ago that we will have a company started by Haredim from a Yeshiva Bochrim, a technology startup. They are employing uh, right now 200 employees. They're going to double this year to five, 400 employees. And they are growing very, very fast. They sell in tens of millions of dollars every year. And they are um, uh, considered to be almost the most successful or most uh, promising uh, Israeli startup. I think uh, five years ago, it was like a dream. Hmm. And today, Baruch Hashem, this uh, dream will come true. And uh, we see more and more companies like them uh, doing, uh, going in the same path, Baruch Hashem. And Bezrat Hashem, uh, soon we will have the, the first Haredi exit the first Haredi IPO, and hmm. we will have a, a serious uh, Haredi ecosystem for entrepreneurship and uh, technology. It's really amazing. I want to, we brought you on the show today to talk about a hackathon you did recently for coronavirus. But before I get there, I just want to continue down this conversation a little bit longer because I'm so fascinated by it. How would you say that um, Haredim in, you know, these successful business positions is changing people's negative perceptions about the community. Because like we talked about the challenges of coronavirus, I think there's been a lot of sort of negative press around the Haredi community and sort of lack of following, you know, coronavirus guidelines. Um, and again, those are the people not following, not everybody. But I would say your program is giving people a chance to have positive interactions with the Haredi community and be able to form different types of opinions based uh, different than what they're just seeing on the news that, you know, the repetitive negative stories. So can you speak to that a little bit, how um, Haredim being um, in these positive and successful roles is changing people's perceptions? Sure. Sure. Uh, you're touching a very important uh, point. Um, one of uh, my supporters, uh, her name is uh, Adi Soferteni. She's the CEO of uh, Facebook in Israel. She's very uh, famous in Israel and very successful. She always say that one important thing is to bring more and more Haredi men and women uh, to good positions, good jobs, and uh, earn uh, a living and a good parnose. But she always says that most importantly, what we do is bring people together. So mm -hmm. she say all the time, it's the first time that Haredi and non-Haredi interact with each other on a business basis, you know, it's not politics, they're not fighting mm -hmm. against each other, but they're working together shoulder to shoulder on technology and businesses. And all of a sudden, they realize that they are, you know, brothers mm -hmm. uh, or cousins, and they can work together and uh, do so many, so many good things together. And um, she always say, and I agree with her, that this is maybe much more important uh, mission it's not mm -hmm. only bringing a uh, parnosa and uh, education and opportunities to people, but bringing people together and um, do some, you know, unity between, uh, I, you know, Jewish people in Israel, which is more very important. 
Do you have any examples that stand out of someone um, from the Chiloni space um, meeting one of your entrepreneurs, one of your success stories who admitted um, that, you know, that they had a bias that when they got to meet the Haredi person up close, um, it changed their mind or it improved their opinion? Of course, I have uh, a lot of, um, you know, stories about um, Chilonim, you know, non-Haredim, no, um, the CEO of uh, Wix, for example, Wix is uh, uh, one of the biggest uh, companies in Israel. It's a $15 billion company, uh, IT company, and I invited uh, a few years ago the CEO, the founder of Wix, uh, his name is Avisha Avrami, to give a talk uh, in Bnei Brak to, to you know, give a lecture for Haredi and for entrepreneurs. And he came and he gave a talk, and then he told me he is living in um, Tel Aviv, which is only 10 minutes away from Bnei Brak. And he told me mm-hmm. that he visited all over the world. You know, he said, I visited you know, Australia and Europe and the US and Africa and all over the world. But he said, I never visited in Bnei Brak, <laughs> which is 10 minutes away from my home. And then he asked me if I can give him a tour in Bnei Brak. Mm-hmm. And I gave him a tour. Now, after the talk, it was... Um, Thursday evening, and I gave him a tour, and we walked around, and we met. I, I took him to see some yeshivot uh, and synagogues, and meet some rabbis, and then we went uh, near the home of uh, late uh, Rabbi Steinman, the Chonoli Bracha. He was, uh, you know, Gdola Dor at the time, and he was uh, yeah. living. Uh, it was five years ago, so he asked me if we we can get in and see our Rabbi Steinman. It was in the middle of the night. So I knocked on the door, and the grandson of the Rosh opened the door, and I told him that I have here a founder of one of the biggest companies in Israel, and he wants to maybe give jobs for Haredim, and he wants to get a blessing from Rav Shteyman. Mm. So the grandson said, okay, come in. And we sat with Rav Shteyman, and Rav Shteyman asked him what he's doing. And he said uh, about his company, and he said, I told Rav Teman that he's a very wealthy person, he's giving a lot of tzedakah. And Rav Teman said, if he's giving a lot of tzedakah, he's already blessed. He doesn't need my blessing. Okay. And uh, so, so they discussed a few minutes. And after we, we went out, Avisha Avrami was so impressed by Rav okay. Teman and by his uh, you know, leadership and his uh, um, modesty. So he wrote a post. On his uh, Facebook uh, account, he said that he said like this: "I'm not religious. I'm not Haredi. I'm a totally secular person. But I met a leader who is 100 years old. He met me in the middle of the night because he wants to help people. He wants to help people get a parnose, and he gave me his time and his blessing. And I saw his leadership, his wisdom, his uh, um, you know how how much he cares for others." So he said, I'm not religious, but I met the most uh, impressive person that I've ever met in my life. And he wrote it uh, on his Facebook account and uh, thousands of thousands of people uh, saw this post and shared this post. So this is just one example of someone yeah. who is totally secular. He visited Nebrak for the first time in his life, met Rabonim, become so imp- impressed with the Haredi leaders. And uh, this is thanks to the connections that we're creating uh, through technology and startups. All of a sudden, really uh, Jewish people, Israeli people meet each other for the first time, not you know, around politics, not around any kind of uh, 
arguments and uh, fighting, yeah. but they meet each other like brothers, friends. And I, I have a lot of stories. I don't, I don't know if we have time, but I have a lot of stories uh, around this uh, issue. That's beautiful. I really, uh, it's so meaningful to me. I mean, really what, you know, so important to us here at Jew in the City is getting that chance for people to, you know, sort of speak in their own words and getting to see people beyond the negative headlines or the negative associations they have. So I really uh, love that. So let's talk now about this hackathon. So what exactly, so I know a hackathon is you get a bunch of hackers together, but what does that have to do with the coronavirus and um, when, why, how, like just take us through like what exactly this coronavirus hackathon was about. Okay, my pleasure. So I think the idea behind the hackathon, you know, in in general hackathon, it's the idea that you take um, a few, you know, a couple of uh, dozens of uh, programmers, hackers, and you tell them you have a, a special mission to find solution to s- some problem, and it's like hacking marathon, which is a hackathon, hacking marathon, that they sit together for, let's say, 24 hours, 48 hours, working together to find solution to some problem. It's something very usual uh, between uh, programmers and hackers, it's kind of a game, it's kind of a fun activity. But I thought, you know, in Israel, I'm sure not only in Israel, but all around the world, the pandemic, the corona, hit a very, very strong in the religious and Haredi communities. I think in Israel, the most affected community by the pandemic was the Haredi community. Because of a lot of reasons, you know, uh, Haredim in Israel, they live in a very, you know, uh, dense cities, uh, a lot of people living in the same house, um, you know, people coming together in a lot of uh, occasions, they're praying together, they're celebrating together. So, you know, in Israel, the, the corona situation with the Haredi community was very, very uh, difficult. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of people, if were not Haredim, uh, were very upset with the Haredim. They say, why is the Haredi community? Um, why is they not doing anything about something about it? So I thought to myself, maybe we can do something to, to fight the pandemic and show that the Haredim can be part of the solution, not only part mm-hmm. of the problem. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe we can gather a few hundreds of Haredi technology people, programmers, entrepreneurs, uh, people with, you know, creative minds, maybe they can come up with uh, solutions uh, for the pandemic, uh, how to fight the corona. So I said, let's uh, let's uh, do Akaton for Haredim to deal with uh, the corona uh, challenges. And I, I, I was very surprised to see that more than 300 uh, Haredi mm-hmm. programmers and entrepreneurs came together uh, to sit uh, a few days and the work uh, on to find solutions for the uh, corona and um, we are, we had really a few hundreds and very smart people very creative people and uh, we we shared it also uh, with uh, um, the city of Nebrak, the mayor of Nebrak, he was very excited about it and he said okay let's bring the ministry of uh, health um, mm-hmm. so they bring ministry of health and also a few organizations, um, Sheba, which is the biggest hospital in Israel, and uh, Maccabi, which is uh, uh, all the largest, almost the largest um, healthcare company in Israel. So we had 
hospital, healthcare company, and Google also participated with us and a few other high-tech companies. So all these forces together, all these um, medical minds, all these high-tech uh, minds, and all these programmers all came together. And uh, they, they sat uh, uh, two days, uh, 48 hours, and um, thinking about all kinds of solutions and programs and uh, a software to fight the corona. And eventually we had uh, 26 groups that uh, developed 20, 26 different solutions uh, to fight uh, the corona. Uh, all all kinds of, of things, all kinds of technologies, some things very, you know, innovative, very creative. And um, it created a lot of buzz because all of a sudden people saw that, you know, Haredim are not only uh, the problem, but they are, can be the solution. And Haredi mm -hmm. programmers can bring all kinds of creative solutions. Uh, just today, I, I must tell you a very interesting story. Today I was in the Knesset um, and I presented in front of the a special committee in the Knesset. I was invited by M.K. Yaakov Asher from United Yaduta Torah, United Jewish, um, uh, the United Jewish um, um, Party, to present uh, our solutions to the Corona. All kind of different software. I brought with me uh, several Haredi programmers and entrepreneurs. We presented in front of uh, all the Ministry of Health and the Prime Minister Office, all the solutions that we created. And a few of them are going to implement them into the health system and um, government system. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so I think um, uh, it's a very unique way, you know, just the point you, spo uh, you spoke before, first Haredim can, can bring a lot of value and solutions and maybe, you know, think out of the box and find solutions to a lot of problems. And also it's, you know, bring people together because um, uh, when you see the press and, you know, in Israel, there, there was a lot of, uh, you know, um, talking about the Haredim and, uh, you know, Neibrak is always a red red city with a lot of right. uh, <clears throat> uh, ill people in Jerusalem and Bichemesh. And all of a sudden, a group of Haredim <clears throat> are coming together with Google, together with uh, the leading hospitals, together with Ministry of Health, and bringing solutions and all kind of um, software and ideas that the, the government is going to implement into the government system. And all of a sudden, Haredim bringing solution and it created so much, you know, positive uh, reaction and positive uh, feelings among um, a lot of people. I feel it's part of our mission. First, yeah. you know, to, to give people education and, and jobs and parnose, but also to, to create, you know, positive, uh, feelings and uh, bring people together in general. You know, I think what's so great about uh, your approach, it's this proactive approach as opposed to sort of sitting on your hands and saying, 
there are people in my community that are not behaving how I'd want them to. And they dress like me and they basically speak for me because everybody lumps us together. You think to yourself, um, let me go now and organize um, the Haredim that I know, that I'm familiar with, that sort of represent the values that I have. I know I have um, Hasidic friends in Brooklyn who were following all the you know social distancing guidelines you know at the very beginning very careful and watching as their neighbors were not being as careful and sort of the frustration of getting lumped together um, and i sort of feel this way about that orthodox community as well like you know there's so many of us doing the right thing and doing positive things and again and again um the people who we can't control i mean we don't have control over people um not behaving to the ideals that we have and you know, sort of dressing and you know, using our name uh, to the world and getting seen like that. So um, finding a way to organize, um, you know, a, a program, an event, uh, highlighting the positive and gathering the positive, I think is such a, a productive way to kind of change the narrative and, and make sure that there's another, you know, story that gets known about the community. Are there any details that you can divulge about what um, was? Uh, you know, done in that day? Are there any more specifics you can give us around? Like, what does it mean? Like, uh, you know, in terms of a, a government program to be implemented, is there anything you can give us a little bit of a snippet of? Or? Of course, I can give you two examples. One example is um, we have a Haredi entrepreneur uh, called the Yehuda Neta Marom. He, he has a company, you know, startup around um, financial crime. What he's doing mm -hmm. is is they're taking big data from uh, you know mm -hmm. financial institutions, and when mm -hmm. you look in big data, you can uh, realize all kind of uh, special patterns that you can identify uh, financial crime, and it's important for banks and financial institutions. So we came to the hackathon, and he bring is the same technology to identify the ways that the pandemic is spreading because he can um, he can get uh, big data you know, uh, billions of interactions uh, between people. He can analyze it uh, by his uh, special engine and uh, realize how the, the way of the pandemic is, is spreading. You know, people say there is a pandemic, but people interact with each other. Uh, they, um, they become sick, but they don't know exactly how it works. And if, you know, what is the problem? For example, if synagogue is, is a problem, wedding, school, going to, to a store, going in the, in the street. But if you can analyze real data from real interactions of people, uh, billions of interactions, and you apply uh, big data machines on this, and you can really identify the exact way that the pandemic is spreading, you can find the exact way to, to stop it. So he, he got, he got mm. from uh, um, uh, the city of Nebrak all the data that they have on mm. the pandemic since uh, March, almost one year ago. And he analyzed it <clears> and he <throat> find the exact way that the pandemic is spreading and the, the exact way uh, that people can, uh, you know, uh, uh, stop the pandemic or spread the pandemic. And he gave this um, analysis to the city of Nebuch. And, and then instead of, you know, you can say, I want to shut down the city in total. Mm -hmm. But you can say, I'm not shutting down the city but I will shut down, shut down this, this, and these places. And if I'll do it, uh, I can stop uh, the pandemic from spreading. So this mm. is just uh, one example. Another example that we presented today in the Knesset, um, you know, after people will get the, vac you know, the vaccine, Bezrat Hashem in Israel, already one million people already got the vaccine. 
or someone, for example, who already got sick and now is not, uh, he cannot get sick again, or someone who, who is getting a test and he, he find out that he's um, negative or all kind of things like this, we called it uh, people that were green, you know, they're already mm -hmm. green and they, mm -hmm. they can go. But the problem is I, how you can identify the green people. Uh, you know, for example, in Israel, you have already one million people that got the vaccine, and you, you can let these people go out, you know, um, work, uh, mm -hmm. do whatever they want. But how you can identify who is already vaccine or not? Mm -hmm. And um, he, he invented an invention that there is a special card, a very, very simple in, invention, that special mm -hmm. card that you can identify that this is a person. And mm. it's like a card that you use in the, for example, in, in the um, in the train or something like this, that you, you mm -hmm. can uh, upload all the data on this card and it, it mm -hmm. can walk and show this card and uh, and show that this is a green person, like a green card. Mm. And it, it's a special technology, very, very uh, simple technology, but very reliable. You can identify the person. You you can identify that he he, he has a green, green like green card, and um, I, you know today in the Knesset uh, the Minister of Health told us that the Ministry of Health are looking for all kind of solutions how to identify uh, the people who are green, and they use all kind of very complex technologies and complex software. But this guy, who, by the way, is a Hasidic uh, guy mm. with really Hasidic look. He find a very simple uh, technology solution, and he presented it today in the Knesset. So mm. this is just two examples. You know, there are a yeah. lot of uh, different uh, um, solutions to different problems in in the pandemic. You know, if you can find the way that the pandemic is uh, spreading, if if you can find a way to identify people who are already vaccinated, etc., etc., you can help people live their life in a normal way and uh, not, you know, shutting down the economy, shutting down mm -hmm. cities. This is just two examples. We have, we had right. uh, 26 uh, groups mm. and um, a, all, all of them, uh, you can find them in the website of uh, Kamatech if you are interested, but uh, just two examples out of uh, 26. What I think is cool is that, you know, God willing, Israel will implement this. And um, we know that the world looks to Israel as sort of being on the forefront of technology and innovation. So in theory, um, this technology or model could get um, replicated in other countries. So, um, you know, considering that, that means that now like Hasidim or Haredim could now impact, um, you know, other countries as well, which is uh, pretty neat. We have about two minutes to go until we're wrapped up. Um, Anything about like future plans for uh, for Comatech? Anything on the horizon? Is it just more like trying to survive the pandemic like the rest of us, or you know, where do you see things in the next five years? Yeah, so I must say, you know, even though this was a very you know challenging year and difficult year from a lot of aspects of you know health and business, Baruch Hashem, we saw a lot of uh, growth this year mm -hmm. because um, we moved all our programs to to be online. Mm -hmm. And so all our entrepreneurship programs, all our uh, courses and training uh, become online. And I mm -hmm. must say that we grow four times than uh, the year before. Mm -hmm. Thanks to, you know, to the online, you know, all of a sudden we're doing courses on Zoom, etc. Mm -hmm. So people 
that living far away, they can participate, uh, they can become part of the courses. This year, we, we trained and play, uh, almost 2,000 uh, students, which is uh, four times that we did uh, the year before. So I feel that the corona, in one side, is, is a big challenge, but in other side, is, it's a big opportunity for us and for others uh, to do things differently. And mm -hmm. I see that Bezrat Hashem in the future, uh, we will do much more because we will do, you know, training online. So it become much more accessible, much more, you know, affordable to a lot of people. And um, if we used to train a few hundreds of people every year, now I believe we will train a few thousands of people every year. And I mm -hmm. must say that a lot of, especially a lot of Haredim during the pandemic, um, all of a sudden they become aware of the power of you know, technology, internet, communication. Uh, so there is a growth, growth in the number of Haredim that they become connected to the internet, etc. And I believe it's also a big opportunity for us to give a, much, a, lot, a lot of more you know, education or opportunities to people that we cannot uh, do it um, before. So I see the light in this side that um, much more opportunities and mm -hmm. we can help much more people uh, this year and in the future, uh, Bezrat Hashem. Mm. Well, that's a beautiful way to uh, to wrap it up uh, our talk today. And the truth is that ending with a Gamzu Latova, a very challenging year, but seeing the Gamzu Latova in it is, I would say, you know, one of the wonderful ways that, um, you know, a Torah observant life can help an entrepreneur's uh, perspective. So um, that's fabulous. We wish you continued Hatzlacha. I mean, really on so many different levels, you're having a, a wonderful positive uh, effect and you're making my job easier, bringing these positive yeah. stories to the world. So I really thank you um, to, you know, give us uh, nachas to report on. So um, it should only, uh, you should go Michael Elchayel. Amen, amen. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to share this story and uh, for having me here. And thank you for all your, you know, all the job that you are doing uh, all, all year long. Thank you so much. Thank you. All the best. And thank you for listening. You can catch us same time, same place next week. Bye-bye.